This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So we've been talking about artificial intelligence this week and uh, the way that it's being used, might be used, some of the risks that it poses, and we just have a conversation with Malcolm there about uh, how, how we need to be very careful in how we assess information. And again, I'm not saying what Malcolm brought up wasn't true, but I'm saying I, he, he had zero details and facts that we could actually check to see if it was. So it was tough. Uh, and, and I hadn't heard the story, so there's not much I can do with it. But this is the world that we live in now where you're going to have to do some work to find out if what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're reading is in fact true. If it was even created by a human, maybe. Uh, the issue of artificial intelligence and how it can so easily blur those lines and leave people questioning the authenticity of information um, is here, right? Deep fakes, fake videos, really it's limitless to what it can do. And what it can be able to do tomorrow and next week is even more frightening. But a good example hit the headlines this week. Sports Illustrated, of all media outlets, found itself right in the eye of the hurricane uh, when they were accused of publishing stories fully created by AI and attributed to writers who don't actually exist. Now, there's been some pushback and some debate over as to what these articles actually are, but it's raised a lot of questions. So let's get into it. We're going to speak with Simon Haupt, who is a business of sports and sports media writer at The Globe and Mail. Simon, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Oh, it's my pleasure, Shay. Good to talk to you. So let's start with the articles themselves and sort of to make sure everybody knows what we're talking about. What were the stories at the center of this and what was the issue with them? Now that, that's a good question. Yeah. So uh, basically earlier this summer, there was a reporter with a uh, science tech news website, Futurism. They noticed there were some odd things that were appearing on the website Sports Illustrated. Uh, some product, these were basically product reviews. Yeah. And as you noted, they were appearing under the byline of someone who didn't even seem to have any other online presence, no social media. There were no other articles by this so-called reporter. And there was even a, a, a like a headshot, an author photo that was found uh, to be for sale on a website that sold stock shots that were generated by AI. So Futurism, uh, and also with some other reporting that they did, they spoke with people uh, close to the publications, close to Sports Illustrated, and they determined that uh, these pieces, in fact, these authors, uh, appeared to be entirely AI-generated. Interesting. Okay, now, an important distinction there, you, like you talked about, these were resu uh, reviews of consumer products, things like that. So, I mean, there there is a difference there, right? And that's what Sports Illustrated says. Hey, this was third-party stuff that was contracted. We basically just sold them space. So, so how does that break down, and why is it important? That's actually a really important point. And yes, uh, so these were product reviews. You know, there was uh, one piece that I, I uh, cited in, in the article that I wrote for the Globe earlier this week. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a ranking of seven volleyballs that you might want to buy. And basically, yeah. you know, if a reader clicks through, uh, uh, you know, this, this list and then says, oh, I want to buy a volleyball, you can click on Amazon, a link to Amazon, and then both Sports Illustrated and this other company that kind of arranged the, the deal, they would both get a cut uh, of this uh, of this uh, of the money that Amazon would make. That is different 
of course, than uh, other examples uh, that, in fact, we have seen, uh, but there hasn't been a lot of talk about it, for a number of years. The Associated Press uh, years ago began using AI. This was before ChatGPT, and you know everyone was talking about generative AI. But they began using uh, AI to write game previews for NCAA basketball. Okay. okay. So basically, they would they would take the data that was in the database and they would spit out a few paragraphs that might get people interested in watching a particular basketball game. Um, I, you know, uh, business uh, articles. Um, this has been used in the business realm for years now as well for earnings reports. You know, a company spits out a press release. Um, and then AI will take it and make it uh, more readable for the kind of the general reader. So this stuff has already been in market. But, of course, you know, the example what we're talking about here, Sports Illustrated, you know, it takes it to an entirely different level. Um, okay. Now, this is going to happen more and more. We know that. And there's going to be an ethical question here. Uh, it's not going to go away. And like you say, it's been used before. But I'm wondering, what about disclosure? Like, were, was AP up front and saying, hey, listen, this, this game day preview that you're reading was created by artificial intelligence? Or did they just sort of not let anybody know? Just sort of, I mean, how, how does that piece of the puzzle get handled? Because I think that's a big part of it. Right. Uh, good point. It, it, in a lot of cases, it was not disclosed. Okay. It was just contributed to Associated Press. Same thing with these business, uh, um, uh, you know, business examples. But in most cases, that's okay. Uh, I, I think is most people accept that that's okay because first of all, there's no byline. But second of all, the facts were checked uh, and also right. were were known to be true. In this case, we're talking about something that is created entirely by machines, uh, and there's clearly an attempt to fool the readers. Right? The, the other examples we're citing, they're not trying to hoodwink readers. They're saying, hey, here's information, but they're not pretending. They're not lying to their audience, and that's a huge difference. So I often talk about the fact that, you know, um our audience has some work to do and they have a responsibility, but so do media outlets. And I think that's the backlash with Sports Illustrated, right? Like if you're somehow implicated or accused of trying to dupe your readers and your audience, you've crossed a line that you just can't do in our business. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and that's why we saw the backlash. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have, of course, uh, on the program been talking about the question of authenticity. Um, uh, and, and this is at the core of, of this issue here. But, you know, it, 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 if I may, it doesn't just come out in, uh, in the use of artificial intelligence. You may have heard, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, uh, uh, a reporter, Carissa Thompson, who worked for Fox Sports and now works for Amazon. She said on a podcast uh, that, you know, as a sideline reporter covering NFL games, she would sometimes just make up reports if she wasn't able to <laughs> talk to sources in the middle of a game. You know, she's supposed to tell the audience what the coaches said about how the first quarter went or the first half went. And, uh, you know, if she wasn't able to do those interviews, she would just make stuff wow. up. That is, I mean, that in itself, again, two weeks ago, even before the AI stuff broke, that was greeted with, uh, you know, people across the sports landscape were just appalled by that kind of stuff. So I don't want to suggest that it's only AI that, that you know, that has 
introduced this phenomenon uh, of uh, hoodwinking an audience. Which brings us back to the question of ethics. Once in my career of 30 years, there was a reporter who fabricated a source, and it was a dumb thing to do because it was it was sort of, oh, I need another voice, and they just came up with it. You know, they, it, there was no need to do it. It wasn't even, but that was it. Like, that person is no longer in the business. So there are rules that are governed by some outlets, and I'm sure it's the same at the Globe. Like, if you ever came back to your editor and said, you know, I can't produce this guy because I made him up, you're done, Simon. I'm pretty sure. I mean, is that sort of the where we need to have the bedrock and say this comes down to media outlets? You just you've got to stick to the ethics and the principles of journalism here. That's exactly right. Uh, and you're absolutely right. If I were to make up anything, yeah, you know, when, when for example, in the Globe, we yeah. put words in, in quotes, we are telling our readers, this person said this. These thing. exact and words. And, and if he, exactly. And if you're making stuff up, then, then you've broken the bond uh, with readers. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, there are outlets, unfortunately, uh, that regularly will make oh, for stuff sure. up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, readers, I would hope, uh, are able to, to, to uh, over the course of a, you know, of, of a long relationship with an outlet, determine uh, that one is trustworthy and one absolutely is not. But look, the first rule of journalism is seek truth and report yeah, it. That's what it is. Uh, and, and if you're not doing that, then, uh, you know, then, then you're, you're not in the business of actual journalism. You're lying, uh, and, uh, you know, you're, you're um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't have strong enough words for <laughs> folks who are engaged in that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, this is a pretty good example that caught a lot of headlines and, and you know, what could sort of be held up as a, not the first instance, but maybe one of the more prominent ones, the fallout, the feedback, the response from Sports Illustrated. They've severed ties with the company that they say they contracted. The company says, no, no, it's not fake. It's just we did it under a pseudonym. So in terms of accountability and where this might lead, um, where does it go? Is Sports Illustrated their stock took a big hit. I was kind of surprised to see that. But at the end of the day, what happens here? It's a great question because, in fact, the company that runs Sports Illustrated, it's called the Arena Group. Yeah, their, their share price was down about 27%. Yeah. But they were very open. You know, back in February, they spoke with the Wall Street Journal uh, and they said, uh, look, we believe uh, artificial intelligence is going to be part of our future. Uh, they uh, cited at that time some uh, articles for Men's Journal, which they also run, uh, that they had produced using AI. And they were quite proud. I mean, they were proud enough of this. Uh, that uh, they were telling the Wall Street Journal all about it. Uh, but look, you know, we, as you, as you noted at the beginning, you know, readers have to become much more, more vigilant. I, I, I'm hesitant to say this, but listeners will have to become a lot more yep. vigilant because if I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, if, if you don't think AI is coming for talk radio, oh, for sure. then you haven't been paying attention. Right. So it's certainly coming for podcasts, uh, though, uh, you know, I will say a lot of podcasts already sound as if they're generated by AI. They do. Um, uh, you know, this is we need to to maintain, as you said, the, the importance of truth, the importance of the humans behind the work and the relationships that, that we have with individuals who are either trustworthy or not. And, and you know what the scary thing is, Simon, right now the AI is like you say, some, you, can, you can sort of, it, it doesn't sound great, it's not, it will be, right. it will be, and it will be fast. It'll be really tough to tell the difference in any way, shape or form. It, it will be very difficult. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, uh, I mean, AI companies 
um, you know, have been meeting in the sports realm with pro, uh, professional teams to demonstrate what they can do in the realm of fake interviews. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they can they can uh, capture an athlete's manner. They can spend a half an hour capturing the, an athlete's mannerisms and the way they talk. Uh, and then through the season, they can uh, pro- they will be able to produce so-called interviews with that athlete and the teams will be putting their imprimatur. They will be saying, yeah, this athlete, uh, you know, we're okay with this. That's, uh, you know, that, that is, that's very scary. It is. Um, because it's, it's, you know, and look, obviously we have lots of politicians who lie, but we need to determine if we're going to have, you know, democracy, if we're going to have uh, conversations about our future, uh, we need to at the very least be able to determine the truth. No, you're, and I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, it just came to mind when you were talking about athletes and in interviews. Somebody did one with Brad Marchand last year um, where he was talking about crying to his wife. I can't remember what it, Maybe it was when they lost in the playoffs. I can't remember what it was. Um, things that Brad would never have said, obviously, and he didn't say, but you would not know watching the video, Simon. Like, this wasn't an AI-produced thing in print somewhere. This was a video interview with Brad Marchand saying things that he never said, but you couldn't tell. So you're right. It's a, I mean, we're already there. We're, we're, we're getting there. And ultimately, as you indicated at the very beginning, you know, it's on all of us, it is. both in the media and, frankly, readers, listeners, the audience, to be vigilant uh, because, uh, you know, uh, we will be seeing more fake writers creating fake news articles. Uh, and, you know, these were product reviews, so basically these were yeah. kind of real ads. Yeah. Uh, and be, these are being served to real, but also possibly fake readers themselves uh, because, because <laughs> bots, you know, yeah. are uh, now part of the system, and they're cheating the, the you know, the online ad uh, ecosystem. So advertisers are being cheated out of real money um, uh, because of these, anyway, because of all the fakery. Uh, you know, everybody's got to become a lot more vigilant um, if, if we're going to go forward. Yep, you're absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. Simon, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Shay.